Welcome to the Anonymous Andrew Podcast. Life and the choices we make. The choices other people make. Why we choose to ignore the red flags. Red flags like gaslighting, cheating, addiction, mental illness, and much more. What role do they play in relationships? Follow me each week as we discuss these topics with anonymous guests and experts to hopefully become better humans, resulting in better choices. Like I say, been there, still doing that. Now on to the show. Hello, Anonymous Andrew podcast, Life and the Choices We Make, back with you. So today I have a guest that I came across that I wanted to share with you. This episode is about alcoholism again. Um, I know I did an episode a few weeks ago. Um, we're going to touch upon this. As I said in the beginning, it is part of my life. Um, I'm in recovery. But uh, I use the 12-step system. and But it is not the only way to put the drink down. Uh, there are many modalities out there. Uh, just the 12 step, uh, I keep referring to it as 12 step. AA is the most popular. It's been around for, I think, uh, by God, if my sponsor heard this, he'd kill me. I think, I think our birthday just passed. I think we're uh, 80 years old. Um, oh God, I should know that. Anyway, two weeks ago, we celebrated, um, almost almost 80 years or 80 plus years uh but there's many other modalities out there so i came across this woman roseanne forte and she has a, a program and it's a very interesting program it's a little bit faith-based you have to um have a spirituality and a connection with 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 god but i wanted to share it with you because i found it interesting and aa is not for everybody we know that um there are people who just find a stigma attached to it um, or they just don't want to go and run into their neighbor. It can be, we think it's embarrassing if you go to AA and you see your next door neighbor there. It's <laughs> kind of awkward. In the beginning, of course, we all have a common theme. And, and anyway, I hope you enjoy this episode and we'll talk to you soon. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Anonymous Andrew, Life and the Choices We Make. And today I have a guest. Her name is Rose Ann Forte. And Rose Ann Forte is an author and alcohol-free coach. And I have to say that's the that's a new term for me. And she wrote a book called The Plan He Has for Me, a 12-week daily devote devotional freedom from alcohol welcome rose welcome to my podcast oh uh, thank you andrew it's so nice to be here and talk about this with you so uh rose as my, my audience i have a following and an audience and they know my story and i'm i'm in sobriety but i went to a 12-step program but that's not the only way to get sober or or put down the alcohol and you came to me and said that you have a, a proven method or a method that you is an alternative method to the traditional. I'd, I'd love to hear about it. Would you like to tell us about yeah, this? Yeah, it's completely different. It's based on my own 
kind of story and walk. I um, I developed an, uh, an alcohol problem over decades. I started at 13 and it just progressively got worse. I think alcohol really takes a hold of you when you use it to solve for mental health. Well, um, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Stress, anxiety, depression. Um, and the underlying know. issue. Yeah. Yeah. And I had, um, you know, a fairly toxic marriage. I was using it to, you know, kind of party. I was using it to check out. I was using it to because I was depressed. It just became quite the problem. Our marriage eventually fell apart. And, um, you know, my drinking went off the rails. It was already a problem. But yeah, but it just <laughs> it got, got worse. worse. It yeah. always got worse. And um and COVID hit and, oh, and I guess I should mention AA because I, I didn't want to go there because my mental health was really bad. I was diagnosed with major depressive disorder and, you know, I had a lot of stories going on in my head and the last thing I wanted to do was add a label to myself that I thought, you know, um, just went, oh, that's your problem. You know what I mean? Because I didn't think that was my problem. I mean, I had a lot of problems, but, yeah. you know, I just I did, just didn't want to carry the label. And then it said, you know, look to a higher power. And I was a pretty staunch Christian. I was a Bible study leader, you know, and I still got caught in this trap. Oh, and, it, hits, it hits everybody. It does any all walks of life. Yeah. The, the, yeah, the, it doesn't, it doesn't discriminate at all. No, um, not at all. And so when COVID hit, uh, I had done a lot of work counseling wise to try and get myself mentally healthy again. But, you know, there was just still this nagging problem. And I actually didn't know that my mental health was a problem because of the drinking. <laughs> I didn't realize that until I looked look in the rearview mirror. But um, of course, when you're beating yourself up all the time because you can't quit, uh, it's definitely going to drag you down. And so when COVID hit, I used to be a super heavy smoker too. I quit, I forgot how long ago, 15, 18 years ago. <laughs> and um, I, so I had kind of compromised lungs because I was a heavy smoker. And I was a heavy drinker. So when I start, saw COVID coming and I looked at the on TV and the news and I'm throwing the bodies into the back of the truck, I was like, oh, you know, like, God, I have no plan on, I mean, I don't really care about living, but I do not want to die in a hospital on a ventilator without my kids, with me, <laughs> you know? So it kind of scared me into quitting. And I ended up joining a secular program. I was just like put alcohol to the side for 90 days. And because um, at the time I couldn't comprehend forever, but I knew I needed to quit. And I, I was like, huh, I wonder what 90 days would feel like. I had no idea. And, um, you know, I was curious. So I did it. And I was so transformed. I was, you know, more confident. I had more joy. I lost weight. My blood pressure was down. My resting heart rate was down. I was exercising. I was developing new habits, right? All this amazing stuff. And for me, because I had spent so much time 
as a Christian and studying the Bible, I recognized a lot of the concepts they were teaching us in there as like biblical concepts. So um, I started working for them and I started enrolling and I, it was a very, it was an executive coaching program. So a lot of high performing people coming in and a lot of them would say, you know, like I'm a Christian, so this is so much shame. And I'm like, it's okay because this is a great program. And anyway, I started putting together scripture and matching it up with what they were teaching in there and uh, giving it to the Christian participants. And they're like, ah, oh, this is good. This is good. You know, so that's how it came. But the difference is uh, there's a lot of differences with AA versus um, and a 12th step versus mine. One, I don't tell the person that they have to quit for the rest of their life. And I, I think that's important to giving people an opportunity to try. I just say, hey, give it a try for 12 weeks and see what's possible. Um, because a lot of people, if they've got that forever mindset, they'll give up for 12 months. It's just so hard, right? right. So if somebody fails in the program, like, you know, don't try it again unless you're willing to give me 12 weeks of your life. I just want you to see 12 weeks and you get to choose, right? And um, so that's it. I don't use any of the terminology that leads a lot of people to think, oh, you're one of those, right? So I just say, I'm alcohol-free because it's a, be it's a much better way to live. So I don't say alcoholic i definitely had an alcohol problem let me be clear with that okay. <laughs> uh, um but i don't say alcoholic i don't say recovery and i'll tell you why and i don't say sober not that those aren't good words but they just lead people to go oh you're one of those right you're one of those, yeah yeah and you know <clears throat> You seem like you had a, you used to smoke cigarettes too, or do, or? No, I quit, but I'm now a vapor, which. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, so. So I, I used to be, I'm a pedal to the metal kind of person. Like I only do things hard. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I was a super heavy smoker, um, two to three packs a day, which meant I couldn't go much more than a half hour without a cigarette. Um, it would be the first thing I grab in the morning. And, um, but when I quit, I didn't, re I wasn't a cigarette-aholic, a smoke-aholic, and I didn't recover from it. I quit because it was killing me. Right. And it's addictive. And, and so I'm trying to kind of take that same approach with people is, um, is just, come on, let's just get the shame out. Let's, you know, saying that you want to quit drinking should be as non-shame-free as I want to lose weight because both are super hard to do you know they take some mental focus you know and some willpower now i don't even want to say willpower i think it's more mindset, mindset. Willpower yeah willpower doesn't work it's just mindset and you know in this particular program it's the mindset of only making it 12 weeks documenting how much better you feel so that you can start to build some evidence for how much life is better without it. And, um, that's the, yeah, that's, that's oh, the approach. Okay. I, I'm, I'm, I'm on board. Um, and just, I guess 
if people don't know, when you go to a 12-step program, it's not mandatory, but people introduced, if they put their hand up and share, they'll say, my name is Andrew and I'm an alcoholic. So that you were talking about labeling. And so you shy away from putting a label on it. So, which is fine. I it, It's in the 12-step program, they do that because that becomes your identity and then you then you begin to fix everything underneath that what so what happens during these 12 weeks you you had mentioned that they so you you have them journal and as they are yeah so in the devotional it's actually it is a a daily journal so it's really only a couple of minutes of work you can make it a, a lot longer work but um i have people do gratitude every day it's really when I went through my program, I learned about the science of the brain. And, um, you know, I know they call it a disease, but it, it the disease just means that your brain has been rewired. You know, yeah. it's been physically rewired, um, you know, for something. However, there's something called neuroplasticity. So you can, you can rewire it differently. Um, in the future. So what I'm trying to do is practice. I tell people they have to practice a new thought pattern and be grateful for everything in their life, grateful for um, feeling better, that kind of stuff. So every day I will ask people to write down 10 things that they're grateful for, because instead of looking at the glass half empty, they'll look at it as half full. And that's just how the brain works. It looks for evidence of what you put in there. So if I'm always grateful for my, my family, my kids, my sister, my time with my friend, my lunch, my house, my couch, <laughs> it, you know, yeah. feet to walk, hands, you know, a voice to talk. It's just super simple things. So we, you know, you and I understand that it's humanity that, stuff happens it's you know it's pretty pretty yeah. bad out there uh -huh. and we can be victims innocent victims of things happening to us um but if we're always if we're daily focused on gratitude it'll be like well at least i have this and i remember doing that when i was younger i um i had a miscarriage and i went into a very deep and dark depression um, until I started maybe watching the news or something or, you know, going, wait a minute, you know, why are you just so focused on this negative thing? You know, you are lucky, you are fortunate, you can get, you know, and so I think that you're just training your brain to go, yeah, that really stinks. And I've got to deal with that. And um, I'm, I'm so fortunate. So let me just move forward with you know, what I can do about it. Cause a lot of things that happen to us, we have no control over, you know, you can't yeah. do anything. Can't do anything about the spilt milk. You just got to, well, well, it's there. I got to clean it up. You know, you can't, you, there are things you can do to change a situation, but you can only do so much. You can't control the results, no. you know? Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I have a, half a dozen questions for you and this Good. is this is coming from 
uh, obviously I've been in the 12 step program for eight years, so I'm conditioned. All right. And, and by the way, I had, I had some time back in the nineties. I had five years in the 12 step program and then I relapsed. And then luckily I made it back. It was, I stayed out for 18 years and, and crawled, but crawled my butt back into the 12 step program around 2015. Actually, it'll be eight years next week, July 4th. Um, and today, for me, it's a lifestyle. I don't. I if 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 we had longer time, I can. I'm I'm on some dating apps, and I, I I'm up front. I tell people that I don't drink, and or I put it on my profile. And absolutely, one 100%. woman. Yeah, and one woman said to me, "Oh, I, I like my wine. Will that be a problem?" And I say, "No, not not at all, because it, it, it's my lifestyle today. I look at alcohol as an allergy. It just doesn't." If when I put it in my body, my body has an an allergic reaction to it. It could be, well, you you anybody who knows about that, you know, it could be rage, it could be blackouts, it could be uh, being stupid or or uh, whatever. Uh, these these aren't the questions I want to get to. Um, what? How? So in during these, let's just say during these 12 weeks, I'm writing down a, a, a gratitude list, which by the way, I have a problem doing even now, but that's a whole different subject. Nothing to do with alcohol. <laughs> I get up, I go to work, I come home and my wife starts a fight with me or my wife comes home and her brother-in-law, she tells me her brother-in-law is moving in. What was Just think of something that would that trigger. stress, right. And I, because I've been drinking for 20 years, my gut reaction is to go reach for that bottle, either run to the store or go to, maybe I have one hidden someplace or whatever. What do you suggest they do? Because I have a sponsor. So I pick up the phone. I would call my sponsor to say, I want a drink. And he would talk me down. What's the Yeah. And so um, it's, again, I focus on the science of the brain. So it's a trigger and we need to rewire it. So the first thing is the awareness to stop and recognize that feeling and that trigger and going, I want to drink. And here's why it could be stress. It could be just routine from coming after work, coming home from work, opening the fridge, you know, whatever the routine is or whatever the stress, but remembering, um, one, I always tell people not an option because it's 12 weeks and you've committed and we're working on making you a person of your word. And so not an option is first. Then there's play the movie to the end. I don't know if AA does that, but you know, what will happen if I do that? It's going to be a day one again. It's going to, it's not going to solve the problem. You know, we walk through a lot of problems. You know, I always say one of the reasons we get addicted is it really does calm our nervous system. Oh, yeah. And so when we're feeling anxiety and we reach for a drink, it's like, there it is, right? And so that's what makes us want to desire it again. Well, then we have to learn how to deal with anxiety or deal with relationships. But we have this false belief because of the initial effect that it will solve for the anxiety. And 
truly that's a lie. And you, you and I know this, right? So now we've got a problem. Oh, anxiety, reach for the drink. What just happened? You didn't deal with the problem. You reach for the drink. You don't know what you, you, you may regret what you said. You regret what you did. You created more problems. You feel worse in the morning yep. and the problem never got solved. Never right? got solved. Right. No. So, so, uh, you know, I kind of focus a lot on truth. Like what is the truth about alcohol? The truth is it's a toxin. Our body processes it horrendously. It's an addictive drug. Um, you know, I, I look at it as it's the same thing as when I was younger in the cigarette companies, you know, they used to go, the Marlboro man was so cool. And Virginia yeah. Slim's lady was sexy and get the girl and your doctor recommends, right. Uh, camel lights. That's the world I grew up in. Me to too. Quit smoking. Yep. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's what the alcohol companies are doing. It's a toxin. It's not, you know, it's the substance. I try and take the focus. I know that this is different from where you you were looking at it, but I really try and take the focus away from the person and put it on the the substance because it, it is a, it. I don't know if you know this. It causes it increases the likelihood of eight different kinds of cancers. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It um, increases inflammation in your body. Inflammation is the source of just about every disease we know of. Uh, it's uh, not a friend. It's not a friend to anybody's body. No, and, and, and I, I've I think I've told this story before on here. Is that I I did so much damage to my body that when I finally I, I didn't go to twelve step number. First, when I in 2015, I walked into my doctor's office because he had been telling me for years, every every year for my checkup, you're you're killing yourself. Your liver enzymes are off the charts. Your pancreas, you have pancreatitis. You have your your blood sugar is through the roof, and and then of course my heart, my blood pressure was high, and I developed atrial fibrillation. I did a lot of damage to the body, so I've been recovering physically over the past eight years. Um, and I'm, I'm not to mention the weight, I was 250, 60 pounds when I, in 2015, now I'm down, yeah, I'm down to 160. Uh, I was going somewhere with this, but I think I was just answering, uh, reaffirming that how, how bad it, it can destroy the body and the cancers. Um, yeah, it does have, um, breast cancer. I had no idea it was responsible like it'll increase your chance of breast cancer like 15 20 percent and Pro and prostate and pancreas and um oh and yeah throat, throat and um yeah the and stomach stomach cancer exactly that's another one um and it just is very sad i think we need labels on alcohol um i think the commercials need to come down um you know, because people are dying at alarming rates, alarming rates. Well, so, if you remember, they took the commercials off for many years um, and they just uh, passed the law that they can start advertising. And now today there are so many new alcoholic beverages out there. It's it's a lot tougher today to be 
in my terms, an alcoholic in recovery and see all these wonderful, beautiful, tasteful, uh, I, th- this stuff, yeah, yeah, this stuff out there that I that wasn't around. I was a, I was a bourbon guy. I just a bottle of bourbon. Me too. And, I loved bourbon. I uh, love bourbon. Oh, <laughs> make, make, I make graduated it. to I graduated to Maker's Mark. Maker's Mark. Mark. Oh, <laughs> my last night. I I knew that I was going to go to a meeting the next day. So July third, I bought a big bottle of Maker's Mark and I went to my bedroom and I. I when I put my mind to it, I knew I was gonna. I knew I had to stop, and I knew I had to go to the program. So I had I had a farewell party with me and Maker's Mark on July third that night. I drank the whole bottle, and then the last sip, I said goodbye. And but if I go in, I, I see Maker's Mark commercials. If I go into a restaurant and I see it on the bar shelf, it it's a little bit of a trigger because it, it was my favorite. What? happens after 12 weeks yeah well i um i encourage people to get involved because it's faith-based to get involved with the church to find their gifts to you know because in that environment there's not a lot of um drinking at least in in certain environments but i encourage people during that 12 weeks to find the gifts that you know Basically, alcohol takes everything away from us, right? It just takes our plans, our joy, our our confidence away. But most of us know, and maybe this is your gift with your podcast, most of us know that we were created to do something more, that we have something in us that we should be doing that we weren't doing. So during that program, I encourage them, like, look, you're taking something out of your life that is has been your best friend, uh, your best toxic friend, (laughs) and uh, put something back in that's more joyful. And and so I want to encourage people to um, do that. I actually am in the process of trying to create, because I do recognize when I talk to anybody who's quit drinking for a really long time, that I say, well, what was the most important part of this journey for you? And they will say community. And so while I can coach in community or I have Facebook community, you know, understanding that you are not alone is so important to this. And so I am in the midst of creating um, a faith-based program for churches or nonprofits or somebody. Like a support, Um, support network. Yeah, to develop that community. Um, but in the meantime, I encourage, well, I, you know, the other thing I, I do and the gratitude I do, but the other part, half of the page is to document your, where you've gone in 12 weeks, because you can create a lot of progress in 12 weeks. Oh, I have absolutely. a client. Yeah, I have a client. She's a real estate agent. And, and, She's like, you know, Sunday night, I wrote an offer and it was accepted. She goes, if I was drinking, I would have never done it. And I go, write it down, write it down. Because again, when you write things down, and I'm not talking like write a paragraph, like, hey, I closed a house, never would have done this had I been drinking. When you, the science of the brain is if we write it down, your mind will remember it. And so that's why it's, 
a daily devotional so you can think about gratitude and wait, I'm sleeping better. I used to sleep like crap, right? right. So you just remember. And because at the end of 12 weeks, I go, okay, it's your choice. What are you going to choose to do? And I warn them that they have quieted the operating system, that they have control of it now. It's not forever control because, as you know, it comes up. It comes up, but then you go back to like, wait a minute, do I want to go back to where I was? And okay. the answer is heck no. <laughs> okay. One more quick yeah. question, and then I, we got to wrap. Um, so some alcoholics have gotten to the point where they are physically dependent on it. And if yeah. they stop drinking, so uh, the example yeah, that I, I often... Yeah, you know, I don't... You know where I'm going. Yeah, I don't deal with it. I would I would be the person that you would deal with after you get out of rehab because that's a okay. medical necessity. That's, the, that's yeah. the question. Yeah, so they, they need to be detoxed medically. They need to go either to a detox or a rehab. Uh, I keep forgetting her name. Amy Winehouse, who tried to stop drinking on her own, and she, she died. So um, I did a recent um, episode with uh, KSAC, a credentialed alcohol substance abuse counselor, and he said alcohol and benzodiazepines are the two drugs or substances that you just should not quit. Yeah. Right. You need medical assistance. And my doctor uh, detoxed me outpatient um, with Librium. So um, it yeah, could, no, super, super important that if you're, as a matter of fact, the last client I, I just enrolled, she said she was kind of shaking in the morning and I'm like, I think you should check with your doctor before yeah. you do that. You know, okay. I don't, yeah, no, I, that's a super They'll, serious thing. They come to you after they've been treated medically and then you take it over from there. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. I have, I have some of my best, um, best testimonies actually would be somebody who's not been drinking or doing drugs. I, I've got some of my best, testimonies from people that used to be on drugs and um because they feel victim to the alcohol and mine switches the focus that the alcohol is the problem not you and they just all of a sudden they like you know so i have a lot of my great testimonies that come from people who are like, yeah, I haven't drank in a year, but it's miserable and miserable every day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If you're miserable every day, try this. You know? Yeah. So, well, yeah. yeah. I've met uh, in my 12 step, I've had people come in. They were dry for 10 years or five years. They 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 were able to put the drink down, but they were miserable and, and they needed a community like you were talking about. And they chose it. In, in my case, they chose the, the stories I've heard on the 12 steps. But I, I think it's you need a support network. You need a community. And, and that's something that you have. So we do have to wrap it up where uh, I will put all this information that you that you supply me in the show notes. Uh do you want to tell us where they can find you? And yeah, of course, yeah, it's www.theplanshehasforme.com. And there you can get some flashcards for people who 
they, you know, the biggest thing they struggle if they have to go out to a social event and there's alcohol there. So I have flashcards for people, 20 different, like really positive things you can say for why you're not drinking. You don't have to go, oh, I'm an alcoholic. I can't do it. Like I I have responses that are, you know, different. And you can also get the book there on Amazon. So, and if you get the book, I'm also on Facebook, helping people and supporting people through the process. Well, let's, let's, let's connect on Facebook. So when, when we're done here, you email me all of your links and we'll connect there. Just one quick story. One year after I got sober, maybe a little, maybe a year and a half, my oldest son got married and a plush wedding. And I was, I was scared to death that I was going to be, this would be my first big event where there would be alcohol everywhere. And uh, I got, obviously I got through it, but it was, it can be very difficult to proceed especially into life. The, especially the first time. I yep. think um, once you practice, you know, um, but going in with that mindset, we talked about like, I'm going to yeah. do this. And then once you do it, you got that under your belt. So, yeah. yeah. Well, Rose, yeah. I, I'm, I'm intrigued by this. Um, I, uh, there are many people out there that I, I know I happen to know that just will not go to a 12 step program, um, which is fine. We're, 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 we don't advertise and we don't, you know, we're not, it's, we're not the only solution. Um, and, and I, and I, I, I applaud you that there, that you put together something that there's an alternative way to, to approach um, putting down the alcohol. I'm trying yeah. to be careful not to use some of the labels. So. You can use it. I just okay, don't. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Great. Yeah. Rose, thank you so much for joining us. Um, I'll put all the, everything in the show notes. Let's, let's stay connected. Um, and, yeah. and listen, I, if I get referrals, I'll send them your way. Cause there's, there are, there are people that come into the program and then they'll walk out and and sometimes we go after them. If somebody comes into our 12 step and you, you can tell they're not getting it and they're going to leave. Um, we try to get them to come back one more time, but sometimes they'll just say, no, this isn't for me, but now I can, I could, I have somebody I can refer them to, which is, which is a great idea. So. Great. I'll even mail you a book. So. Excellent. Thank you. All right, everybody, Rose and Fort and um, an alternative, an alternate concept to uh, putting down the alcohol. Um, she has a book out called The Plan He Has for Me, a 12 week daily devotional freedom from alcohol. I love it. So thank you so much, Rose. We'll talk yeah, again thanks soon. Thanks for having me. Yeah, okay. Wow. I hope you found that interesting as I did. Um, and if you're struggling with alcohol or any other addiction, um, give Rose a call. Reach out to her. All the information will be in the show notes. There is, like I said, um, AA is not for everybody. So if you know somebody that uh, might not want to go to AA and they would like to try another modality, reach out to Rose. Speaking of reaching out, I'm going to reach out to you and ask you for a big favor. Please subscribe to my podcast, follow my podcast on whatever platform you are on. If you are on Apple, I believe you can leave a review and, and rate the podcast uh, five stars. Hint, hint. 
But no, seriously, rate. Give me as many stars as you think I deserve. And please put a little blurb down below. And if there's something you don't like, please let me know. And um, I, I need to promote this too. I do finally have a website. Um, I've been talking about building a website since day one. And it is finally up and running. Uh, AnonymousAndrewPodcast.com And you can always just go there. Um, and all my episodes that I've done are on there. Um, and, and news and upcoming contests and all of that will be on the website. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening and supporting me. is beyond my wildest dreams. I am enjoying this so much. Thank you, and we will see you next time. And, as always, if you're going to make a choice, please, please choose wisely. Ciao.